Welcome to the Grace-Based Family Podcast. We're We're your hosts, hosts, Karis Murray and Michelle Brook. This is a podcast where we look at the power of grace in the everyday lives of families. We're excited for you to listen in on the conversation. Hey, Karis. Hey, Michelle. How are you holding up? I know you have a lot of change happening right now in your family. Well, we do. I have my um, my oldest daughter, Riley, is um, has started college. That's so, so awesome. We have we have got one down, and then uh, my younger one is a senior in high school this year. So oh, back to back, just boom, boom, yep, pushing yeah. them off that nest, <laughs> kicking well, them out. I know. I mean, I guess I kind of always knew that this was coming because they're twenty months apart age-wise mm-hmm. and because of when their birthdays are in the calendar year yeah. they've always been one year apart in school so we took riley up to uh northern arizona university which mm-hmm. is one of our kind of three major yeah. colleges here in in arizona it's up in flagstaff it's beautiful up there pine trees yeah. cool air it's totally different from phoenix it, it is it feels i like know you're in another state really P- I, I think people are surprised sometimes who haven't ever you know if they've mm-hmm. never traveled here i guess maybe even if they have but to hear that we have so many mountains and we've got yeah. ski resorts here yeah, just like two hours away right yeah, it's about it's about two two and a half hours mm-hmm. up to up to Flagstaff, and then they're only maybe twenty five or thirty minutes from the slopes there on campus. So a lot of the students um, snowboard or ski or awesome. you know do, do other winter sports. I mean, we've always been desert dogs ourselves. So Riley, <laughs> Riley's like, maybe I'll learn to snowboard, and I was like, okay, Ooh, good luck. Know, please don't break anything yeah. expensive, um, like your face or your arm, <laughs> your leg, yes, your leg. Um, so she's in a dorm with a good friend of hers. They're you know friends from high school, and um, but it's so hard. Oh, I can't even imagine. So today we're going to talk about um, the five things every college kids kid needs to know before launching off to college. Yes. The question to you is, as you were preparing and getting ready to drop her off, were you like, oh, no, there's some things I haven't taught her or she's not ready for this? Or do you think? Yeah. No, you you panic. I, I think that that's like it's normal. I think that parents should just anticipate that that will happen to a certain extent so that it doesn't take you so by surprise. Because no matter how well you've tried to prepare them and all the things that they know, I think it's like you get down to that deadline and you're like, oh my gosh, but Mm -hmm. you know, have I worked with you on how to write a check properly? And like, (laughs) they don't write checks anymore anyway. So, but like things like that are like, can you cook enough to to keep yourself alive? Do you Mm -hmm. know how to call triple A if something goes wrong with, you know, your tire or the car and like, so we've, I mean, we've been going, this summer it's i'm just like i've warned riley i'm like just know that like first of all i'm gonna be a mess yeah (laughs) and i love you and i'm so excited for you and you're totally prepared for this but my my mama instinct brain is gonna panic yeah and think that you're not so just bear with me because i might repeat myself on things i've already shown you or maybe i'll think of something that like it's super important that Mm -hmm. you know um so we were going over like and i i've we've gone over this with her before but like okay if you get pulled over like here's where you know you need to know where the insurance information Mm -hmm. is and you need to be careful with you know 
uh, just pulling over on the side or of the pulling road over or, or, or just even talking place. about like yeah. when you talk to people, you need to make sure that you're not too open about where you live. And oh like, gosh. Yeah. yeah, you're, you know, like, all, I don't know, it's mostly safety stuff, mm-hmm. especially like, you know, her being a young, young woman at college, you know, you just yeah. think of like, she, you know, case. well, and, and she's <laughs> such a sweet girl and she she's is. loving and she's trusting and she doesn't like to offend people mm-hmm. and so we've been like talking a lot about how like no you know you can say no to things yeah. and you don't have to give a reason why no is good enough you can just say no period end of sentence mm-hmm. you know That's um awesome. and don't worry about offending people like if you have a weird gut feeling about something you know you need to trust it and mm-hmm. so all the, i mean yeah yeah that and then i got her this um, in her dorm, she has like a little refrigerator and and a microwave, and then there's certain appliances she's allowed to have, and a lot of things she's not. So nothing with like an open element or mm-hmm. so no toaster oven, sure. no toaster, no nothing like a like a hot plate or something. Right. But she can have like a water warmer and a hot pot. So I got her this little. It's a hot pot, but it's like it'll like saute and you can make like scrambled eggs in it and like so all summer I've been basically like you're gonna cook all your meals this entire summer in this hot pot so that you make yourself food she does have a meal plan but she's you know she has plan b she yeah I'm just like I'm just like I just want to make sure that you're not gonna starve in college so man I could go on and on but there yeah you do Mm -hmm. you panic and ultimately kids figure those things out you know i think sometimes as moms the stuff that we worry most about maybe isn't even the most important stuff exactly i know my mom always says i feel like such a failure because she is a seamstress and i can't even sew on a button so even now i am 39 and i will bring like stuff to her house like can you sew this stuff can you mend this for me yeah Yeah, sew my button back on my jeans and she's like i just don't understand how i have failed you i'm like no you taught me i just really didn't you care just to pay block attention. it out. Yeah, yeah. I have other things that I'm thinking about, but I think what well, my you mom said, was with like that with cooking. She's a yes. great cook. I I would not hold it in my brain until I needed until you it. Needed it. And yeah. then you know, and then I was like, oh, if I want to eat, and if my husband wants to eat, I probably better figure out how to cook. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But what you said, a lot of these things, like learning how to call AAA, making your own appointment at the you know health clinic on right. campus you figure it out or you call home and you ask right you know right. um but some of these things we're going to talk about today are like you said bigger issues yeah. bigger not issues more important principles yeah they're the things that i think if if our kids can get these things all the other details just mm-hmm. find find their place and yeah. ultimately, you know, we have prepared our kids, even if we feel like we haven't, even mm-hmm. if we panic and we remember all these things we haven't, you know, explicitly explained to them or showed showed them, they're going to figure it out mm-hmm. because hopefully we've taught them how to think. We've taught them how to Google things. And yeah, <laughs> right. they can always call home and say, hey, mom, you know, there was this joke going around on like, I don't know if it was TikTok or Instagram or whatever it was this prank to play on your mom where you would call her and say mom how long do you uh, you could call her on like the day before Thanksgiving and uh-huh. say like mom how long do you microwave a turkey for <laughs> and you know moms would freak out and be like you do not microwave a turkey 
Oh, are you kidding me? Awesome. But like, yeah, they'll call home and ask us how to microwave a turkey. Oh, and yeah, all our, the stupid questions. My brother mm-hmm. Colt when Okay, quick story. So um, I'm 10 years older than my youngest brother. Um, he is a, you know, successful adult human being now. But there was a long time where we were just really worried that that wasn't going to happen because <laughs> um, he was the youngest of four and just... Yeah. I don't know. The youngest gets babied and it's yeah. just easier to do things for them. Even the older siblings will just like, just let me do that. Like, yeah. stop yeah. it, you know. Um, so I went up and visited him at college. He actually went to NAU as well, where my where my daughter's going. Went up to visit him at college. He was living in like a condo with a couple of other guys. And so I go up there and of course it's, you know, it's guy territory. It's gross and whatever. Yeah. And um he was going to do some laundry or I was like, well, can I do some laundry for you or something? And um, and I noticed I was like, Colt, where's your you need more detergent? And he's like, no, I have it right there. And it was this big like Costco size bottle of Downy, which is fabric softener. And I was like, no, um, that's fabric softener. So where's the soap? Where's the he's like, oh, I just have been using that. So for the entire like year yeah he just had been washing his clothes with fabric softener (laughs) it's amazing he turned out i think that is a carcinogen so it's yeah i'm I'm sure it's a carcinogen and at least they maybe smell good but i'm thinking like how are they not like greasy and great what is going on so So, yeah so sometimes they do dumb stuff but they live through it yeah exactly but these are important things that that if they learn these things, it's going to help them with so many other things in their life. So why don't you, these are five five things every, every college kid needs to know before they kind of go off into mm-hmm. the world. And these came from the brain of Dr. Tim Kimmel, my dad. We were sitting, yeah. chatting in the office one day, and he's like, you know, I've been really thinking about this. And he rattled off these five things, and we we're like, oh, well, well we need to we write need those to down. Yeah, we'll write those down. Yeah. Let's talk about this on the podcast. So. Yes. And so timely with your oldest going off to school. So number one, the the thing that I think is number one of all of these, actually, um, the most important book you'll read is the Bible. If you can instill that truth into your kid, I was going to say senior launching into freshman year of college, um, that is going to be so monumental in how they approach life and how they approach college. Because, Mm -hmm. you know, we all know the Bible talks about everything that Mm -hmm is applicable to their lives. Anything that they're going to encounter, whether they're living at home and in college or have gone overseas to study abroad or in another state, the most important book that they will read is the Bible. And Mm -hmm. I I know this is kind of beat a dead horse, but right now podcasts are super popular and they're awesome. Like, Mm -hmm. obviously we're on one. Um, I, I just think encouraging our kids, listen to podcasts, but podcasts, podcasters aren't preachers, nor are preachers God's word like these are people and their opinions get into things but God's word is timely or timeless (laughs) primary and it's so important to hold on to that especially in college well and ultimately our kids are are gonna you know what we say about this isn't as important as what they see us do Mm -hmm. you know so when we have to model this for our kids and you know the earlier we start this the better but when they see us go to scripture even just you know seeing us read scripture daily Mm -hmm. but i think also there's lots of opportunities that are presented along the way for us to say like 
let's see what the Bible has to say about that, you know? And it helps them to, it, it helps them sort of to internalize this idea that they can turn to scripture and when they're in, a, you know, when they don't know what to do, when they're facing something that is either confusing to them or doesn't feel right, or they just want some guidance on it, it helps them to to just kind of imprint that on their heart that they can look to God's word, yeah. and that that's the primary way that we hear from God. Mm-hmm. It isn't like you said, podcasters. It's not even pastors. Mm-hmm. You know. those people have a platform and that's good and the work that they do is important but it's no substitute for from us directly hearing from god through his word Mm -hmm. and the second one is like it the most important thing you'll do is pray Mm -hmm. i think it's um i feel like for for christians um in terms of the spiritual practices you're it seems like you're either a reader or you're a prayer Mm. you know one (laughs) thing maybe comes a little more easily to you than the other Mm -hmm. for me i'm a prayer Mm. so i really have to be disciplined about more disciplined about my reading yeah and then praying comes more naturally to me it just Mm -hmm. it's just sort of built in and i of course i i pray i like to uh sort of journal pray because it helps me stay focused but i also have developed the habit of sort of praying all day Mm -hmm. and talking to god like a conversation and just you know feeling the holy spirit's presence always with me Mm. and having this sense that I can simply sort of turn my face and he's right behind the veil, right? Right. Um, But my dad would tell you that he's the opposite. What Mm -hmm. comes naturally to him is the reading and he really has to discipline himself to pray. Yeah. Um, So I don't know if that's true for everyone, but I think that, um, that it's important that we emphasize that both are important. Right. Because both are ways of hearing from God. Um, And what what a great I love how you were saying, you know, you have you don't struggle with talking to God on a daily mm. basis throughout the day, whether in the car or cooking dinner. And that's such a great um, skill to teach your kids, because when they are away and they can't process and talk with mom or dad Mm -hmm. about how do I do this? Or I'm anxious about this new class that I just picked up or should I go to that party on Friday? Yeah, just having your kids see that modeled of like, okay, we're on our way to school. We're just going to pray for this kid that's being a little mean today. We're just going to mm-hmm. pray out loud. We're going to pray that my gallon of gas gets me home. <laughs> right, pray. right. Just having that prayer open dialogue all day with the Lord. Right. Um, as a mom or as a parent would give me confidence to know, okay, my kid has seen that modeled and they mm-hmm. know whether or not they have or haven't, but I'm going to tell them like, that is so important. And if, if you can't get a hold of me, you can't get a hold of dad or anyone else. You have God. He's on yeah. speed dial. Just yeah. open right. up that communication. He's right. always there, whether you're here or out of state at university. Yes. Yeah. Well, and, and it's prayer is therapeutic. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's been actual studies done. We know that it, that not only are you praying to, you know, an omnipotent, all-powerful God, 
it, it, we are designed by that God mm-hmm. to need to unload things, yeah. right? When we have our burdens, it says, cast all your cares upon mm-hmm. me for I care for you. That's right. what the scripture tells us. And so God knows how he designed us. He knows that we mm-hmm. need outlets to be able to unload our burdens, our worries, mm-hmm. to ask for guidance and wisdom. Yeah. Um, and and then I think a really important thing that maybe we don't talk about enough, but, I, you know, something that I've learned in my prayer life, because that is the thing that comes a little more easily to me, is listen back. Mm-hmm. Learn to listen back. Because prayer is not a one-way communication, mm-hmm. right? It's a two-way communication. Right. And so you know teaching our kids that you know you can pr- pray and say lord should i go to this party on friday mm-hmm. and then be still right and quiet and listen back mm-hmm. now are you going to hear an audible yes or no well some people do mm-hmm. right um but more than anything you're probably going to feel a stirring in your soul right one way or the other right and and you have to learn to tune in to those feelings mm-hmm. And, and and to learn what feelings and sort of whispers are the Holy yeah. Spirit right. saying, I don't think you should go. Yeah. Or you should go because you've got some friends who are going to go and they're going to drink and they're going to get blasted and they may need a safe person to keep an eye on. Now, you know, I think that's a possibility that happens right. in college, right? Mm-hmm. I think we have to be realistic, but but to teach our kids to pray mm-hmm. but to listen back yeah for god's voice true. and um and it's so comfort i mean i'm sure you've had those experiences yeah. where you feel god tell you it's going to be okay it's going to be yeah, okay yeah, yeah even just like, the okay, reassurance yeah. or or you know you asked for mm-hmm. this and here it is mm-hmm. or um, you know, you ask for guidance and then you just get a strong sense like of a word. This is what I need or, to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Or you just have it's like you're looking at a fork in the road and God's like, go that way. Yeah. Right. And the power of that is so reassuring to somebody, especially in a huge transitional period in their life mm-hmm. of starting college, whether yeah. they live at home or live away from home. It's a crazy transition. Yeah. And, and it is a time when a lot of kids struggle with their faith. Right. Because faith has been easy up until that point for honestly, yeah. for, for a lot of a lot of Christian kids. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of where it starts to be difficult. Right. right? So right. so those two disciplines are so mm-hmm. important. Yeah. The third tip that we have for what a college kid needs to know before they head off to college is to always have a few close Christian friends. Um, I think that's huge. I have a group. I've just been so blessed to have a group of friends through different seasons of life that I have found at church or whatever, um, who have been kind of my inner core, two or three really great friends. That does not mean I've ever been in a Christian bubble, nor are we preaching that. But to have a few close friends that know your heart, have your best interests in mind, and know your convictions, and can hold you accountable to that um, are huge. And we'll talk about this soon, but sometimes if you go off to college and you don't know anyone, you're going to have to seek those friends out. Right. Um, Or if they're long distance, if you have friends from high school, um, you know, or back home, whatever, family friends, 
keep in contact with them daily, mm-hmm. you know, just yeah. to have some people know, a few core people know what's going on, what you're struggling with is huge in helping you make right decisions and to live for the Lord in college. Yeah. But it's hard. It's hard. Well, and my dad always kind of talked about it this way when we were growing up is, is he would say, you know, you're going to have friends who are asset friends and Mm -hmm. you're going to have friends who are liability friends and sometimes the same person sort of crosses over there at times maybe going through a lot and they kind of are a little bit more liability friend and Mm -hmm. then they can be an asset friend same with us we could be either Mm -hmm. an asset or liability friend at different times in our lives but you want to 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 try to keep that balanced Mm -hmm. you know if you're in a place in life where all your friends are liability friends meaning they they need to you know, they take a lot from you and they may not be in a place where they can give a lot to you. Mm -hmm. Maybe they, you know, really share a lot of their problems with you, but you don't feel like you could share with them. Mm -hmm. Maybe you, you know, they're not the ones that you want to seek counsel from from or be super vulnerable with because maybe you just can't trust them with your vulnerabilities, Right. right? So you need to make sure you have asset friends on the other side of that that mm-hmm. can kind of balance it out and you definitely want your asset friends to be your christian friends yeah because it takes it to a deeper level where you can talk to them about things that you you maybe couldn't share with somebody who doesn't share your faith mm-hmm. but college is also a great time where i mean our kids are going to meet all sorts of different yeah. people even if they go to a Christian college. And I tell you what, probably especially if they go to a Christian college, because, you know, a lot of the time, you know, the the college is technically Christian, Mm -hmm. maybe makes kids go to, you know, chapel, but that doesn't necessarily mean that that's where people are in in their faith journey, or they may have no faith. And and Mm -hmm. so it's just, it is great to have for our kids to be in a time when they're when they're exposed to all sorts of different people all sorts of different ideas that's mm-hmm. important because it solidifies what they truly believe themselves yeah. um but having just a few people and yeah. it doesn't have to be a lot of people right. two one even yeah. you know yeah. just somebody that's in your corner that's in mm-hmm. your corner and that leads to number four which is get involved in some sort of ministry Right. So Young Life, Campus Crusade, Fellowship of Christian Athletes, Mm -hmm. you know, there's there's lots of specifically college campus, you know, organizations. And then also, you know, finding helping them find a church maybe when if they are going away to college where they're not near their home church. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe they they volunteer to work in Sunday school. Um, Or they find a a ministry that they want to, you know, that 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 really captures their heart that they can that they can volunteer in. And that I mean, that's important for Mm -hmm. so many reasons. Obviously, we we're we're told that one of the spiritual disciplines that we're called to live out as as Christians is fellowship. Right. Um, And so that's important for all the reasons that we understand a community being important. But that's also where you know, that they'll meet those Christian friends um, a lot of the time, because if they are kind of moving away from their, um, you know, their their friend group that they had in in junior high and high school, Mm -hmm. they're going to need to meet new people. And and the best way to do that is to try to find fellowship and and community with other believers. 
Yeah, absolutely. When I went to Iowa State, I knew no one. And so I connected with crew campus crusade for christ was a big thing there mm-hmm. and it was just it was awkward there was like 200 people i went into this big psych hall you know yeah like classroom i'm like oh this is weird i don't know anyone but i signed up to meet with this uh, a mentor mm-hmm. so i i met in the mu one day for lunch and this lady carolyn randall showed up Aww. and she was uh, so i was what you know 19 and she was probably 50 Okay. And she showed up and she was just like slams down all these books and she was like, okay, hi, nice to meet you. Let's go through this. Let's talk about your lessons and assurance of salvation. I'm like, okay. I was kind of wanting more of like a friendship, but whatever. So we start going through these books. We met, I had a little homework. We met every week. We had all these lessons. And then, um, I love that you still remember her name though. Well, because she was so instrumental because she knew I was there on my own. You know, I went out there to play volleyball didn't know a soul and then she kind of took me under her wing so she started inviting me over for dinner yeah she had four grown kids she taught me how to well high school age i would say through college um so i was about the age of her kids she taught me how to make homemade bread we would like great like she would invite me over and then when my husband and i um, got engaged her husband was a pastor and they did our premarital counseling wow and so all these like she just loved on me yeah and then she was like now i need you to teach a Bible study with your, she worked specifically with the um, athletic teams. So she Mm. said, I want you to teach a Bible study to your volleyball team. And I was like, but like, I'm the new girl and I'm like the only Christian. And she's like, I know. So we're going to do, you pick a study. (laughs) I know, not an excuse. Yeah. She was like, um, so we picked one, how Jesus cares for women. So I had like a Sunday night small group. It was so cheesy. I, you know, because I'm in this like off campus apartment, I made like microwavable brownies or whatever I could get my hands on. And I invited everyone. I was so mortified. This was like before texting. So I made like little cards and like passed them out at practice, Mm -hmm. like Sunday night. (laughs) Bible study at Michelle's apartment. And I mean, there was probably five girls each time, like an assortment. And I went through the little lessons and I'd go back and I'd tell Carolyn, like, this is who, you know, is coming and we pray for them. Anyway, I don't even have contact with her anymore. She's moved. We've moved. We've lost touch. You know, she's in a busier season and with kids and grandkids now. But all that to say, God totally blessed me through that relationship. I never even made a friend in Campus Crusade, but I met Carolyn and she took me under her wing and she loved on me and she empowered and encouraged me to be a light to my team where I wouldn't have had that bravery. Well, I think I I can see how that is has been so instrumental to your spiritual formation. Well, yeah. And now I'm so big yeah. on mentoring and you, like yeah. loving on people and yeah, trying no, to like... That's a big part yeah. of... I mean, I know who you are at, yeah. as, a, as a believer and that's mm-hmm. a big part of how you Aww, live your life thanks. now is that you mentor and you well, know because yeah, it was so instrumental so encouraging now your you're kids. the old lady that's that's showing up yes. trying to be hip with the let, teens yeah, and like, let and... me teach you how to bake bread <laughs> I'm like, oh i'm that old weird lady but that's okay i know it's and i'm so okay good. with that but just to encourage your kids if they go off to college I, I have a friend right now she's in college and she's like oh all the kids are so weird like they're so dorky or whatever and they, yeah. these like groups that she's tried i'm like well keep trying yeah or keep maybe you'll connect with a leader but like you have to have some sort it takes a village and like you're yeah. off on your own you need a, someone to come alongside you whether it's an also, old lady <laughs> nerdy kids and dorky kids, kids might actually be the more the more interesting that's people who she needs. In, yeah that's who she needs. yeah i'm like what's, what's wrong what with I found? them I'm like the nerds are like way more interesting. I know. Totally. You know, 
Oh. So anyway, sorry to go on a tangent with well, crew. Well, that, that was great. Just, a great example. Yeah. In, being involved in ministry, and it can look very different. Yeah. Whether you're serving right. or being, you know, fed into, so... Yeah. Yeah. And they have to find what, you know, what's going to work for them. And, and certain campuses have bigger programs yeah. of different ministries. So it might not be Campus Crusade. It right. might be um, FCA or, mm-hmm. um, you know, Navigators. Navigators. Or lots of other, lots of other great, um, great ministries. So, mm-hmm. well, tip number five, I keep calling them tips or not tips, thing, thing number five that um, we want to encourage everyone to tell their kids before they go off to college is not everything your professor says is true (laughs) this is huge because you know you go and you're just so blown away there's 500 people in this lecture hall yeah and this guy i remember i had a psychology professor and he would show us clips of when he was on dateline in 2020 because he was an expert in um what is it called? Criminal lineups or uh, oh, you, you know like, when people right line like up when they and you have to identify yeah, if that they, was your you know right, perpetrator. Okay. So he was an expert in that, and he has been called onto a lot of shows to speak Interesting. on that. So I was just like, wow, he's like uh, famous, you know. Yeah. So anything yeah. he says goes. But the truth is, like again, these are people. They are fallen humans. Yeah. Not everything that these professors say is Bible. Only thing that is Bible is Bible. So just teaching our kids and instilling in them, hey, there are some very smart intellectual people out there, but a lot of them don't follow Jesus. Yeah. A lot of them do not yield their heart and lives over to the Lord. So what they say might have some truth, but not everything they say is absolute. Yeah. and, And our kids are going to encounter ideas in in an educational setting Mm -hmm. that may challenge some of their beliefs. And I think that's good Mm -hmm. in a lot of ways because an unchallenged belief system is not a strong belief system. You know, that doesn't take, that doesn't require any faith, Mm -hmm. right? So it's good. And, and, And one of the great things about college is encountering lots of different ideas. But we need to help our kids understand that they can hold that in open hands. They Mm -hmm. can take in the information, they can hear it, they can, but then they can process it through truth. And Mm -hmm. that's why, you know, that the number one thing we said was the most important book they'll ever read is the Bible, because that's the lens through which they can learn to process everything else that comes in. Mm -hmm. Um, And it doesn't mean that they're anti-intellectual and it doesn't mean that they can't um, hold uh, opposing ideas in their mind mm-hmm. at once. I mean, that's that's the mark of a great mind is mm-hmm. to kind of be able to hold two opposing ideas in your mind mm-hmm. and consider them both. Yeah. But ultimately, their foundation is in who does God say he is? Mm-hmm. Do we believe him? Mm-hmm. And that's how that f- vital faith formation yeah. um happens. And mm-hmm. so I know with with my daughter Riley going off, I mean these were the things that were the most important to me. Mm-hmm. And um and you know whether or not she can cook successfully in her her hot pot <laughs> or remembers where her insurance card is in the car, um those are important but they're not nearly as important as these things. And so mm-hmm. I just want to encourage moms and dads out there of kids of every age. It's never too early to start these things because so much of this is modeled, Mm -hmm. right? It's 
caught, not taught that, yeah. you know, cliche that you always hear, but it's true because, um, you know, you can say the most important book, book you are going to read is the Bible. If they never see you turning mm -hmm. to scripture, if they never see you reading your Bible, well, yeah, that they're going to see that as hypocrisy. Same with the prayer and having Christian friends and being mm -hmm. involved in ministry. Mm -hmm. It's all of those things are just simply uh, an extension of how we live our life. Right. And by the time you're launching them, mm -hmm. those are going to be solidified in their heart. So. Right. right. So stay strong, mom stay and dad. Stay strong, mom and dad, whether your kids <laughs> are little great. or whether they're on the yeah. launch pad like mine. Mm -hmm. um, I, this is where, th these are the hills worth dying on. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we are here for you. We want to pray for you, encourage you, um, support you however we can. So you can contact us at family at gracebasefamilies.com. And um, let us know what you want us to address and talk about. We're here to talk about what's on your heart. So thank you for listening. And if you can, subscribe, leave a good rating. We really, really appreciate you. God Thanks, bless. everyone. Thank you for listening to the Grace-Based Families podcast. This is part of Grace-Based Families Ministry. For more resources, check us out on gracebasedfamilies.com slash podcast or stream us on all major podcasting platforms. Once again, this is Karis and Michelle. Until next time.